Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you who know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. Robot is online, reviewing primary directives. One, preserve the Robinson family. Two, Welcome to Super Action Bros, a podcast to talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And Gary Oldman just munching on some scenery. I love Gary Oldman. I do too, even in this. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Gary and I'm Ian. Hello and welcome to, uh, what's this, week number three? Three yeah. of Ian Palooza, uh, where we watch movies that I pick out because I'm mean and it's my birthday month and we've decided- He's not mean. I, I, I told him that it was okay. This one was, this one was I hinted at Ryan that we were going to watch this one. He got really excited. So I was like, all right, can't, can't undo it now. So uh, this time on week three of Ian we want to talk about uh, following our format, which is a bad movie that is universally reviled. And this one is no exception. And that action movie that we watch is 1998's Lost in Space, based on the, uh, I'm going to put some quotes up here, classic Sci-fi cla- classic, yeah. I, the robot's yeah, okay. well known. Nineteen sure, sure. Uh, 1960s TV show. Um, but before we get into it, uh, 
We want to let you guys know how you can reach out to us if you have some movie suggestions, some additional critiques. You can reach out to us a couple different ways. Uh, way number one, the easiest way to reach out to us is by going to our website, uh, which is the website for the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, stuffandthingsnetwork.com. You can click on the Super Action Bros artwork, and on that page, you will see the ability to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, also, uh, we have Instagram and uh, Tumblr, Tumblr and uh, a little website called Letterboxd, which is a movie review social media website. Uh, and you can also follow us individually on Twitter by clicking little images at the bottom. But uh, if you want to do that right now, you're on your smartphone. You're like, hey, I want to do that right now. You can do that. Uh, for me, Ian, it's at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter. Also, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also stream any of the episodes right there from that site. There's a player Ooh. built in, embedded right there, as well as Fancy. a big contact us button on the very front page of the website where you can select our show and write us an email. And we'll receive that and uh, respond to you. So please do so. Well, we do get some Twitter action a little bit of people from uh, who are fans of our show. Uh, who are like, yeah, I like that you're doing this, or I like that you're doing this. So we appreciate that. Keep that up. Um, and, and if you we have things to expand Twitter on, action. if you have thoughts, please email us. We, we do appreciate an email now and then, uh, or true. all the time. So, Ryan, lost in space. So why did you want to watch this movie? I have a particular childhood affinity uh-huh. for movies based on 1960s television shows. There were a lot of them right around this time. And my 90s. child, yes, exactly. Yeah. And my dad would always get really excited about it because uh-huh. it was reminiscent of his childhood uh-huh. when he was a little boy like in the bonding. 60s. Yeah. So, so when, for example... This movie was one of them, but when movies like, we haven't watched them, but I'm sure we will, and I've, I've teased you. We're not going to watch it this month, I told you, but movies like The Avengers. Not the, uh, not the ones with Captain America. No, the one with Uma Thurman, based on the spy series, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Steeden, uh, John Steed and Mrs. Peel, yeah. um, came out. I was stoked about it because my dad was like, oh, you haven't seen this? And he'd buy like VHS copies of The Avengers show. We'd watch it on TV. These movies, as bad as some of them are, most, allowed, most of them are. Um, allowed me to have kind of a wider view of pop culture that a lot of people didn't have. So when I t- say people, say to people, for example, oh, you never heard of The Saint? <laughs> They're like, no, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> oh, I see that movie actually like a whole lot of hey, times. Hey, man, that that freaking theme is great. And that's oh, yeah. that's one of the things I, they, that's one of the things we'll talk about. This genre, I'm going to call it a genre, even though they're all different it's, types, spy let's movies. Let's call it a micro genre. It is. It's a micro genre. It's a micro genre of, of like, this is when they tried first to make nostalgia profitable. Yeah. To some success and they, a lot of losses. <laughs> but but they learned a lot and, and now they have weaponized nostalgia to the point that it is extremely profitable. Well, for the most part, they're still working on some things, but Gem and the Holograms. True, but Ninja Turtles, Transformers. <laughs> there you go. We we're just having this discussion. I went to Universal Studios yesterday. Oh boy, uh, to experience a new Harry Potter thing, and I was explaining to my girlfriend who likes the the he she liked the latest Transformers movie, and I asked her why. I finally just broke down. I was like, why? Why do you like these? And she's like, I just like watching the robots fight. I'm like, okay, so you don't care about. The love story or the Decepticons, no, the Autobots. He goes, no, does. I don't care about that. Why, who would care about that? That's garbage. I'm like, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I'm like, you just care that the good guys are called Autobots and the bad guys are called Decepticons. She goes, yeah. I, 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 and I asked her, I'm like, and I'm not trying to try to throw her under the bus, but she was like, I have Transformers earrings. I'm like, oh, what logo? Is it the Decepticons or the Autobots? She goes, it's the Transformers logo. I'm like, you mean the face like on the sign here? She goes, yeah. I'm like, that's the Autobots logo. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like. It's okay. It's okay. She's 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 younger than us. A four year old knows. But but yes, because he was taught as a little yeah, kid. Yeah, that's true. My my, my girlfriend short of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, she's a stuffed Optimus Prime that he sleeps with. Short of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, she it was kind of she was kind of uh, she was kind of pulled back from from a lot of pop culture stuff. Short of those two things, but 
she's learning and I'm, I'm helping and she's, she's, she's everything that I've suggested to her. I'm like, I think you'll like this. We watch it. And she goes, I go, did you like that? She goes, "Mm -hmm." a a lot like Harry Potter was the first one. She's like, I just never got into it. Like my mom didn't want me to get into it and stuff. So I was like, all right, let's watch them. And she was like, oh my God, Harry Potter theme park. Let's go get, let's, let's get wands. I got a, I got a Harry Potter one. She got a Hermione one. We're going around casting spells, drinking butter beer. No, because I'm Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a little kid with a Voldemort one. I was gonna be like, Hey, it's a murder weapon. That's awesome. That's a that's like a gun. It's like holding Batman's the gun that killed Batman's parents. Do you of, want that eight year old boy? You want to be people, a murderer? A lot of kids like to play with guns. Anyway, though. the point being, getting back to this, they have weaponized nostalgia to a point. But this was like the first test, and I want to say that movies like this, this might was a have, weapons test. You could I, say I might have. I want to even say movies like this were responsible for movies like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <laughs> Ironic that you say that. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to hear more about this. Sure, um, but let's we'll, we'll get let's get into that now. So, for those of you who don't know the premise of Lost in Space, Lost in Space is a 1960s television show where a family goes. No, you know into what? You space. don't even have to do that. All you have to say is it's based on a short story called Space Swiss Family Robinson. There you go. There you go. That's what it is. It's Space Swiss Family Robinson. No, no, no literally, that is what it's I know, based and that's on. probably the elevator pitch they gave, and they're like, "Let's greenlight the show with a really effeminate man." <laughs> I love that guy. Oh man. Yeah, you know, we'll get into that when we talk about the actors and stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about, so yeah, basically, family goes into space. In this movie, they have some premise like, we're going to find another planet to colonize, which wow. I don't know if that's in the show or not. I don't remember. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. And they they put a hyperdrive on it, unlike in Star Wars, the hyperdrive's not active, so it just shoots you into space wherever it wants, and now they're lost in space. That's all you need to know, the basic premise of the movie. Yeah. And then wacky misadventures happen from there. Uh uh, very 90s misadventures happen from there. So, Ooh, yes. Ryan, who this movie are, is so 90s, it's unbelievable. How old were you when you saw this? Uh, when this movie came out, I was 15. I was probably, what, 1998? Let's see. I was probably like nine. So we saw this movie very, very differently. differently. I had a toy of the Jupiter 2, Ryan. Oh, boy, it was this you? big. Well, it was you, a, looked you, like an egg. You, your, your insert character is Will Robinson. Yes. Mine's the sister. <laughs> Which one? The 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 sister who has a video blog. Oh yeah. Oh, what's oh, what's the what's the what's Lacey the... Chabert. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so, so I'm trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> that's that's her. Uh, so yeah, we she's saw party this movie of five. That's probably the one uh, she's most well known for. I think I've never seen. No, uh, but that's probably what she's most well known for. Uh, so we'll talk about the people who made this movie. Okay. First. So who made this movie and why did they do it? So the director of this movie is a uh, he's a working director. His name is Stephen Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, he has directed such films as Predator Two. Oh, um, when this Nightmare is the, on Elm Street Five. When this is your top hit on 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 uh, on IMDb, that's that's not a good. Yeah, song. This is uh, he's directed some episodes of Twenty Four. He directed um, Californication. Did some of those. Yeah, he, those he's a. Different. I mean, he, he's a he's a working director now. Mm-hmm. So he does. You There's know, a lot of television TV based on after uh, at this after point. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but TV has gotten more. Oh, he did that Peter so Sellers. He did that Peter Sellers movie with yeah. uh, Jeffrey Rush. I remember that. Um, but but more remarkable uh, is the writer who wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's based on the Irwin Allen TV series, and he gets credit for based on. Uh, but the writer for this movie... Really? Is, oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. It's Akiva Goldsman. Are you serious? The wow. guy who wrote Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. But also the guy who's written movies like I Am Legend, A Beautiful Mind, I, Robot. We've watched a few of the Da Vinci Code he adapted. Every movie you've just mentioned is a movie based on another Did he? Is he did he produce these? Or he's also a he, producer on quite a few oh movies? Yeah, no, no, but he... Paranormal Activity? So he wrote... 
Uh, a writer he, he writes things based on other things. Insurgent? His, his first writing fifth way? book, his first writing thing was John Grisham's The Client. He wrote Batman Forever, Time to Kill, Batman and Robin, Practical Magic, this movie, A Beautiful Mind, I, Robot, Cinderella Man, Da Vinci Code. So he, he is, uh, he's written a bunch of episodes of Fringe. Um, he wrote Insurgent and now The Fifth Wave. He's a, he's a, like an action writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you if you look at all of his properties, he's never written an original movie. No. Every movie he writes is based on a, a pre-existing property. Uh, I, maybe with the exception of Practical Magic, but I think that might be based on a book. I don't actually know the answer to that question. Um, but but he is but Akiva Goldsman is one of those writers. He's one of those action movie writers, mm-hmm. with with a couple of exceptions. In the same way that Michael Bay is an action movie, movie director, director. Mm-hmm. like it, it's it's. And how how did he keep getting work after this movie? Uh, Batman Forever had a lot of staying power, man. People Batman really like Batman Forever. It's true, and it made a lot of money. It did. It was surprisingly. <laughs> I don't know why, but he also wrote Batman and Robin. I know, which also which didn't do very well. But it's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> for reasons. Uh, but but yeah, so so those are the those are the poor sad sacks who made this movie. Um, I'm going to argue, by the way, Ryan. They probably you, made a lot of money. I'm going to argue that this movie is no worse than Batman and Robin. Um, okay. I'm going to say that I'm not going to say well, that it's. I'm not going to say that it's a great movie because it's not. And Batman and Robin is definitely way more enjoyable because I have love for the characters of Batman and Robin. I feel like if I had the love for these characters, maybe I would enjoy it on that same silly, ironic level. But I I I don't. (laughs) I think that part of the split between this movie and Batman and Robin is that Batman and Robin, which came after this movie. Uh, I just before, I no, just before ninety-seven, I think. Batman and Robin. Let me, let me sort do some of research while you're doing. Embraces that. the cheese. Mm-hmm. It embraces the camp, the camp of Batman, the campiness. Yeah, that's true. But this movie doesn't. This movie's super serious, mm-hmm. and maybe that's maybe that's director influence, maybe that's actor influence also. But but Lost in Space was a super campy mo- TV show. Just like like if you think that the nineteen sixties Star Trek show was is campy, campy and, oh, man. and cheesy, you haven't watched Lost like, in Space. You yet. haven't watched Lost in Space, <laughs> and and this movie is the exact opposite. This is this is they're trying to make it alien. Yeah, but then they also decide to add a talking yellow monkey. Right. <laughs> they can't monkey. they can't decide what movie they want to make. <laughs> no, they can't. It's very clear. And, and that I remember is, that toy so vividly. And that is really 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 apparent in this movie that they're trying to be a serious action movie for the dads, a romance for the moms, and a kid-friendly movie at the same time with a with a little animated whatever and you this is this was before they had figured out how to integrate all those things. So the movie just wildly switches gears while and, you're watching and the, it. And the thing is, there were so many movies like this in the '90s. Like these were the movies of my childhood. This is such a '90s movie. Oh, like, it is. Uh, you can tell like, from the title sequence. Oh, yeah, oh, well, not not just the title. But maybe sequence. maybe we should get into the, we'll the get, stars. Of this movie. let's get because this has some some. Some people with some acting chops. Some people. Some, some people with some chops. acting chops. There's also some, some other people, people who don't have some yeah. acting chops. Um, it's kind of a wild west of <laughs> of casting, not well, wild, it, wild west. It's not so much a wild west as much as it is like let's it's, reach into a hat of people who were in '90s movies. Well, it's very strategically we cast. Well, let's yeah, let's is. skip the obvious one and let's go through the fam- the Robinson family first. Sure, sure. Start there. So we've got William, William Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> great, once again, great actor and a lot of great things. Uh, most people, he's actually he's speaking of the Marvel movies and the Avengers. That's he's, right. He's he's we haven't seen him in a, an Avengers movie for a while, but he's going to be in a. 
uh, the new Captain America movie, but he was in the original Hulk, or yeah, not the original, but the, the Incredible Hulk. As, gender, uh, as General Thunderbolt Ross. That's yeah. a big character in the Marvel Universe. That's true. Um, but he's probably most well-known. Uh, I mean, ugh, throw a rock. Uh, Dark City's in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, guy, he, but you, he's one of those. William Hurt is he's kind of like on the line. Of that of, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like on the line. Like you've seen him in a bunch of things, but like I feel like him and what's the? Oh God, why can't I think of the guy from Babe? I feel like he, they get confused a lot. Um, what's yeah, his name? I know who you're talking. And about. I, I see again. <laughs> and uh, Ted Danson. I feel like they all people. Not Ted Danson. No, what's the other guy's name? The guy from not Ted Danson. What's the other guy's name? I get William Hurt mixed up with the guy from Coach, the voice yes. of Mister Incredible. Yes. Uh, God, uh, 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 something. Like his last name is Robinson, it. isn't it? No, it's <laughs> ironically, not. no, it has to be. Hold on, we're gonna go down a little rabbit hole. Craig Robinson, Craig, Craig T. Yes. Nelson, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, Craig okay. T. Craig T. Nelson. He does like him and this and and uh, God, what's the? It's gonna bother me. I need to know it. I need to know what his name is. I'm gonna look up Babe right now. I'm sorry, I have to do this. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Because I feel like they all have that kind of old guy look. I feel like more so. Uh, more so, uh, uh, Craig T. Craig Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, he, uh, but like, it's like, oh, it's that old guy where he's slightly balding and he has that like kind of really heavy look on his face. And the, like, what's well, which one is it? Is the one that looks like a bird or the one that looks like a? <laughs> well, looks like a linebacker. Yeah, or the, yeah. <laughs> a football coach. Um, so yeah, William Hurt plays a uh, Professor uh, Robinson. You know what? He, I gotta say, he does at least try to play it straight. And like maybe to, that's either to the movie's betterment or the movie's you know detriment, depending on how you feel about it. But it's not like he's like I'm in this stupid movie with this yellow monkey. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a color one, changing. Monkey. There's that one point where he sees that yellow monkey. He's like, really, guys? <laughs> there's that one oh. point where you, I feel like there's times where I feel like as the production, I don't know how this what this movie was was made, but maybe as the movie went on, he kind of just hated himself more and more for choosing this. <laughs> maybe hope like maybe we'll get a sequel on this. I don't know. Well, they signed a three picture deal. Oh, how that how's that going? They're still working <laughs> on Lost in Space too. That coming out soon? Uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, so some of the other actors, Mimi Rogers as uh, the mom again, another another well known actress. Not a, not a, not a bad actress by any means, but as uh, what's her name? Uh, she's also in Austin Powers. Marine. Yes, she is. She uh, plays. Um, she's on NCIS. Mm-hmm. She's in Mad Men. She was married to Tom Cruise for a while. There you go. She's Back married to Tom Cruise for Back a while. Back in the day. Poor poor woman. Um, let's see who else we have. Um, well. Uh, next, there's the kids. Yes, let's talk about the children. <laughs> so, speaking of Austin Powers, we have Heather Graham. Heather Graham, yes. Uh, we have Roller Girl herself. <laughs> kids, don't look that up. Uh, <laughs> we have Lacey Chabert. Okay, who most people don't know, but I made that joke. So she's probably she's best, Mean Girls. She's best well known for Mean Girls, and probably if you've ever watched Party of Five. She's also the voice of the sister in the Wild Thornberry. Yeah, Eliza Thornberry. Yeah, yeah that's her other thing. She was also uh, briefly a uh, Meg on Family Guy before they replaced her. Uh, that's right. No, yeah. that was Rachel Lee Cook. I lied. They, that's no, another. No, it was. Was it Lacey Chabert? Yeah. Sure, I thought it was Rachel Lee Cook. I'm I pretty sure it's it up. okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So she's been. If we're in, wrong. Call Ryan out on that. <laughs> hey, I, I'm a fan of Ridgely Cook too. Uh, but yeah, but she's she's I haven't she hasn't done anything in a while. No. I, I feel like maybe she retired from acting. She might have. I mean, she, she probably got some more voice like, work. She's got a very oh, unique that's right. voice. She does a she does a lot of voice work now. She she has a uh, very kids, unique voice. You know, cartoon voice. She's like a very like she she's a, her her voice sounds like you've pitch shifted her voice up. Yeah, she's going to be a little girl for the rest of her life as far as her voice is concerned. And she's also not very tall. No, and and I don't. Uh, I don't actually know how old she is. She's the same age as I am. Um, so she wow, she, she was like actually fifteen in this movie. Wow. Uh, when she played like a like a you know mid teens mm. kid. Uh, there's also Jack Johnson, not the one you've heard of as Will <laughs> Robinson. He's been in nothing else of remark. 
was uh, this was his movie, this Ryan. Was it. This he, was gonna be it. That happened to in, in the nineties to a lot of child stars. They were in one movie. Matt's favorite actor happened to him. Well, he's in a couple movies, but nothing other to note. Nothing other to speak of. Yeah. Matt's favorite actor is just he likes to say the name Jonathan Lipnicki. My roommate oh, yeah. Matt likes to say Jonathan Lipnicki. Right. So when I go, uh, hi sir, what's your name? He goes, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> Every time that guy's buff now, I don't don't mess with Jonathan Lipnicki. So so the supporting cast. Well, yeah, let's talk about the supporting cast. And we'll there's, talk about there's a couple little cameos by people who are oh, kind yeah. of bigger actors, bigger now, now than they were then. Um, so the supporting cast we have. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the bad and the then then the moderate, not as okay. bad. Let's talk about Matt LeBlanc. Okay, so <laughs> so I never watched Friends because it's detestable. Uh, but but I it, feel like I missed the boat on Friends. No, and I, I'm sorry I, if you're a I've, Friends I've fan. I've watched lots of episodes of Friends. It's bad. I can't if get you into like it. it then you know people like Family Guy too, and people like Big Bang Theory. Just because somebody I likes like it doesn't I, mean it's good. I like how I met your mother. I'm bad. I'm just yeah, as bad. Fine. That's the modern day Friends but, to a lot of but people. But the thing, but the thing with him is, my understanding is that on the show. He was an actor who was trying to be in action movies, but failing because of his bad acting and pomp- pompousness. And then in this movie, it seems like he's like that. <laughs> do you, do you it seems a, like that's what do he's doing. Do you think doing. this is a friend spinoff? Where right? like, is, this it, is, is it like a? Is, is there well, they like already a had a spinoff. Element? They already had a spinoff of Friends called Joey, where he moved to Los Angeles right, right. to become an actor. So I mean. Like it seems like that's what he's doing. Like literally, his introduction is him hitting on the sister. Yes. And and like not subtly or oh no it, like and and he doesn't let up the whole time and was this movie made by Warner Brothers by the way I have a que- I have that question I don't know okay I gotta find out the we'll find out made this. but but it's just like ugh his character is bad and he also is bad um, he's not good in this movie he no there's a reason that he didn't get more action movies after this yes and that's because he's not good at action movies correct um. Which it, I I don't know I feel like it doesn't seem that hard, but I I've never been in an action movie personally as the star, so I wanna, so I don't know. I don't want to be mean to Matt LeBlanc, but I uh, don't mind it. Yeah, I don't know him personally, so no, he he may be a very nice person. He he may be. I wish him he plenty of success, just not in action movies. Uh, so the other person that it's worth mentioning Ian is a person who's been on our show several times and is one of my favorite actors because he's great in everything in in. Almost anything I've ever seen with him in it, he's the best thing. Even in this, I will argue that he is the best thing in this movie. No question. And I will argue that Sans, and we'll get there, Spider Spider version, <laughs> he is literally, <laughs> not only is he chewing the scenery, but he is literally being like, oh, we're remaking that show. I should probably watch some episodes and see how the character I'm portraying acts. And he's then the, act like that. And then act like that. And, like, and he doesn't do a bad job of he's it. He's the only one who is like, oh, that old show was pretty silly and really campy. Let's do that. I'm going to just chew the scenery as the... Vi- and even in the show, he wasn't really the villain. He was just like a weird... <laughs> He's the weird guy. He's like a, a screaming ninny. But that's what made him so great. That's why I loved... And that's why I love that character on Space Ghost. Or not Space Ghost. Freakazoid. Sorry. Yeah. Space Ghost. Freakazoid. But um, it's a, so it's Gary Oldman. It's Gary Oldman playing Dr. Smith. <sighs> He's a treasure. And just if you've never... If, you've, if you know anything about Lost in Space, you know one of two things. If you ever heard, even have heard the title, you probably know... Danger Will Robinson, Danger, which is the robot, yeah, which, the is robot in this, which makes kind of an appearance in this movie, sort of. And then uh, you you know the, yeah, everything's terrible, I'm scared. Like, that's how he is all the time. But in, in this movie, he's he's a little more malicious. He is, which in the show, he's not really a bad guy, but they feel like they needed a bad guy for the movie. So they're like, yeah, hey. that's one of the bad plot elements. Yes, it is. Uh, like, oh, man, they spend... <laughs> 
we'll get there. Um, so let's talk about some of the let's talk about some of the. the yes, Gary Oldman, best part of this movie. Yeah. So at this point, some of these some you can't call uh, the one that I'm about to mention a cameo because he wasn't yet somebody who was relatively well known. No, but now he probably is. Yeah. Now yeah. you can walk down the street and be like that guy. Go ahead. So so Morgan from from Walking Dead. Yes, uh, Lenny, Lenny James. Lenny James is now because it took me a while. Cause I'm like, that doesn't sound like him. Is that like the what's the yeah, guy? He, he like is like, oh, I'm gonna put on my my Batman voice. Although at that or time, like, Batman didn't. Sound what was like that? that? What's that? What's the rapper that does Funky Cold Medina? Uh, what's Funky Cold Medina? He sounds like that. He sounds like he, <laughs> Tone Loke. He sounds like Tone Loke. He's he like, does. I'm doing this. Guy. <laughs> and for a second, I'm like, it's okay. It's that so maybe, that, that can't be too. the guy from The Walking Dead because he sounds he like Tone sound Loke. Like that. Yeah, so. So he's putting a voice on. I feel like Tone Logan's getting a lot of parts. And he's like, in order for me to do that, I got to do the Tone Logan. Like and they're like, oh, that sounds, he sounds perfect. Oh, man. Seabear and Jamal is just killing it in the ratings. You know oh, what that man. is? No, it's a TV show. Yes. With a bear voiced by Tone Logan who has oh. a backwards hat. Tone Logan raps as a, um, as a salamander in Fern Gully. He does. Did you know That's that? accurate. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but so, so Morgan from The Walking Dead, Lenny James is in this movie very briefly. And then again later, in a mysterious potential time travel plot. Um, this is not my favorite time travel movie, buddy. No, uh, I and don't disagree with who, you. Who else shows up in this movie who's of note? Uh, Jared Harris. By the way, some members of the original cast were in here very briefly. Yeah. Apparently, they wanted all of the members of the original cast. but That were alive. That were alive, but they didn't. The, Billy Moomy, who was the original Will Robinson... They didn't want to confuse people, so he said he wouldn't do it. And then the guy who originally played um, Dr. What, Smith? Yeah, Dr. Smith said he wouldn't do it unless he was Dr. Smith. <laughs> oh, man, why didn't they just make him spider Dr. Smith? Right. It would have been so easy. Like, well, technically you're Dr. Smith, and you signed a contract. <laughs> so you're spider Dr. Smith now. Enjoy. Um and okay, but that other kid, that kid from Lost in Space, who's actually on the show, also is well known for being a Twilight episode. One of the yes, episode. one of the creepiest Twilight Zone episodes ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's wish it into the cornfield. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I'm always nice to my Chewie's real name. By the way, is Anthony. So in that show, the character's name's Anthony. I'm like, it's it's good that you did that. It's good Especially that you've at work, done I'm that. like, it's good that you did that, Anthony. It's it's very good. It's real good. <laughs> love that show um that episode of twilight zone is one but the other actor that might be of note especially fans of mad man is a gentleman named jared harris uh he is he's been he plays uh, actually his most notable thing probably recently other than mad men uh, he was in man from uncle he was in uh the lincoln movie he's also in the sherlock holmes sequel he played moriarty oh okay um but you would know him i'm trying to think where you might know him from but I recognized his voice from the box trolls. He's he's the one who plays old Will Robinson. Yeah, but he's most well known. I'd probably say in, in in pop culture now for probably being uh, on Mad Men. Mad Men was his he does a his voice thing. on Axe. He did like a British. He did a British character on Mad Men. Who uh-huh. I won't spoil it if you haven't watched the show. But some stuff happens to that character. Um, so some pretty heavy stuff happens to that character. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. But other than that, I mean, a lot of like, some people from the original cast. Uh, who uh, apparently the voice of the original robot is here, but not as the robot. Even though the robot sounds exactly like the robot. Yeah, I mean... Uh, actually, you know what? The robot sounds like the movie phone guy. Actually, you know, it may be the original guy doing the voice of the robot. Does that I think guy, it is the original voice of the guy. Is that guy also the movie phone guy? Uh, I don't think so. I feel so. like I could dial 777-FILM and he would say, Danger Will Robinson. 
that's not there no. anymore, Ryan. Remember we tried calling it? I know, we did. That's really um, depressing. Oh, wait, okay, hold on. In 1980, he was able to do his robot voice once again in the Lost in Space motion picture. There you go. Oddly enough, he sounded much the same as he did in the 1960s. So it is the same voice. That's Steady diet of, diet of whiskey and cigarettes. There you go. Um, so, Ryan. <laughs> so, I mean, the cast is... It's like, it's like they're like, well, you know, we, we do need to have a budget, so we'll get... You know, when Gary people. Oldman, who's not even the main character of the movie, is top build, yeah, and then William Hurt right behind him. <laughs> I don't know if he was top build at the time. He's uh, top build now, is he? It said it in the credits. It was the oh, first two right. names that appeared: Gary Oldman and William Hurt. There you go. Lost in space, and then everybody else. Oh wow! So womp, womp. there you go. They were top build over the title. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about the MacGuffin of the movie. We always talk about that in action movies. Uh, usually there's something everybody's trying to get. It's a old Alfred Hitchcock term and we use it really, really loosely here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what do you think? What do you think was the MacGuffin of the movie? Uh, the MacGuffin in this movie, I, well, it's one of two things. It's sure. It's to me, it's getting to whatever the planet is that they're trying to get to, which they don't ever do, which they don't ever do, yeah. but that's, what's pushing the plot forward. And okay, it's fair. Essentially. This is a, this, if we're talking about a strict definition of a MacGuffin, yeah. that is what pushes the movie forward. Whether it achieves it in the end, I don't think is any concern. No. But the MacGuffin in this movie is getting to that planet, which I don't know what the MacGuffin is of the television show, but I imagine with the idea of this being a series, they were eventually going to try to get to that planet. Yeah, I sort of, I sort of got the feeling that like this movie feels like a like feels like one of a trilogy. It well, it feels like an episode of that show. Yeah. They're lost in space somewhere, some weird stuff happens, there's an adventure, and at the very end they're off to another adventure. Yeah. Like but that's, I mean, part of literally the, show. the show was was them sort of like it and it very much Swiss Family Robinson, like, oh we we live on this barren planet and we've got this, you know, homestead that we're kind of constantly working on and always has weird quirks and stuff like that. And well they did, it's the ship. The kid goes out and plays and he hangs out with this creepy right. old guy for no reason with his friendly robot, who originally was an evil killer robot, but now it isn't <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't think in the show he was an evil killer robot. Oh, he totally was. Was he? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, that he was in the sense that Robbie the robot, the quote unquote actor who played the the robot in that show. Wait a minute, Robbie the robot's not from this. Robbie the robot's from Forbidden Planet. This is just robot, but it's that robot. No, it's a different robot. Isn't it? The, it's, it's a different robot, Ryan. Trust me. I know this. I, I kind of feel like you're probably right. I am right because Rob, I, I love Forbidden Planet and Robbie the Robot looks different. Robbie the Robot doesn't have wheels, Ryan. He doesn't yeah, also have that thin true. head. But the point is, no, he wasn't a killer robot. He was just like, I'm the friendly robot. It's like, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like Davy and Goliath. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, dog. he's the talking dog. He's the kid's dog. You know, he's, yeah. He, he's I the, don't know about that, Davey. See, exactly. Yeah, he's that. He's the if for for the more parlance of my age of the video game age, he's the rush to well, Will Robinson's Mega Man. Like he's like the the the, the sidekick yeah, character. Yeah. Um, you know, there's either an animal or a, or a robot, and this this show or this movie at the very least managed to combine both. Um, but no, the show was more like fun. They get into misadventures. They live, had this spaceship and then always try to get church, trying to get home, trying to get back to earth. Like that was what they were trying to do. And it was more like it was space Swiss family Robinson. Yes. But their, their, their tree house as it were was the spaceship. The robot, Robbie, the robot and B nine also known as robot. Were designed by the same person, Robert uh, Kinoshita. There we go. There okay. we go. So, There's so the, that, connective that's the connection. Tissue. They're they do, like they brothers. They do look very similar. They're yeah. like brothers. Um, but yeah, like this 
uh, this it, it felt very episodic, like a movie. So my going back to Not our, like a movie, like a TV show. I'm sorry, like a TV show. So technically, the MacGuffin is is that is is getting to whatever planet they're trying to get to, or getting home to Earth, whatever it is. Those getting back somewhere, not being lost anymore. Yeah, um, I would say I would say maybe some of the themes of this movie yeah. are rule basic, very oh, yeah. very like fatherhood. Yeah, family. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely sort of that Steven Spielberg getting over your like cockiness. Yeah, you know, they, there's they try to do the Steven Spielberg thing with fatherhood. Should remember like. 80s and 90s Steven Spielberg movies, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg sort of realized like, oh, like I've been a bad dad. <laughs> like look at look at um at Close Encounters. And then like in his later movies, like fatherhood becomes a very, very big prominent theme in Steven Spielberg I, movies. I'm, and this I'm, movie is, is sort of like yeah. is sort of like, huh. Maybe maybe we should do something like that. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I didn't realize what a prominent theme it was in Jurassic Park until I watched it last time. Oh yeah, but I'm not a dad yet. I feel like if I had a kid, I'd be like, oh, I understand now. Mm-hmm. That's what, that what? Pe- that's it's a what, whole different movie. That's what that pelican means. It's a whole different movie when you watch oh, it as yeah, an adult. I, well, I realized that just watching it, it again, kids. I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, that's what that pelican means. This again. movie though, <laughs> no, this movie has none of that. This movie, this movie, like they they thought about it and then they were like, well. And put some stuff in it's fine uh and and then they never really went anywhere with no it. of course not um but oh man the uh, <laughs> the problem with this movie is there's not just one problem it's just like constantly falling over itself it is like it it it, it can't choose a theme most of the time it's like a gun-toting action movie but then friendly family comedy but then like science serious science fiction but then like dad and son drama like it's just it doesn't successfully integrate all of these plots into an actual no film. it does not it's a mess <laughs> it's it's such a mess ryan but like i feel like i feel like the main problem you hit out the nail on the head earlier they didn't embrace what the show was yeah and i feel like a lot of these 90s movies like this that had that like based on a show didn't embrace what the show was well and and it's weird because and and I'm gonna go deep here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna pull something out. But one of the '90s movies that I would say now in 2016 we consider the most successful at the time was actually the one of these movies that failed the most spectacularly was Josie and the Pussycats. Have you seen? I that feel movie? like that was on the very tail end of this. But have you idea. seen that movie? Yes, I've seen. Okay, Josie and the so Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats is a scathing critique on popular culture. Yes. But at the but at the time when everybody watched it, they were like, "Well, this is dumb because they're sort of making fun of Josie and the Pussycats. Why they make a Josie and the Pussycats movie?" And and yes, that's true. But you watch it now, and you're just like, "Oh, like this is this movie encapsulates the '90s and explains why it was so dumb mm-hmm. all at once." Whereas Lost in Space doesn't do any of that. It it's, tries it's to make like it tries to take something and try to make it. Uh, they, they, this is like early. We talk about it on the comic book, comic books a lot, but this is like early Batman paint. Like, let's try to make it gritty. They're like nineties. Yeah, they're, we're, we're going to make it serious. That's it. That's and it's going to be. It's going to be action. And there's going to be shooting, and, and there's going to be a guy with like a space knight helmet, and then there's going to be. Oh, a kid. <laughs> I forgot. 
And then there's going to be a kid in bright yellow because that's what space needs. And, and, and a, a lot of a, CG. But but we need to make it for the kids. So there's a, there's a robot for the boys and a cute monkey for the girls. Yeah. And like and, and everyone enjoys and, it. And the girl has a she, I feel like she the makes note, videos of herself. The note like on, on the studio was all. the note at this studio was unlike now where they're like we have very targeted demographics like this movie is going to hit this one, this one, this one. Like it's going to hit these ones only. We don't care about the other audience because we know these people are coming. Yeah. This movie was like. Let's throw a bunch of darts. This movie was a shotgun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a shotgun blast. Like, we need something that mom will like. We need something that the kids will like, the boys, the boys and the girls. We need something that dad will like. We need something that teenage boys will like. We need we need this. We need that. Like, they just tried to mesh all these things together. And the more I'm finding, like, the more I'm finding in life is targeted demographics work better than the non-targeted demographics. Because while movies like, oh, I don't know, let me think of a recent bad one. I always go to this one because... I just it was the first one when I realized movies aren't all made for me, uh-huh. and maybe I shouldn't realize that. Beverly Hills Chihuahua was yeah. not made for me. No, but somebody out there loved it. Yeah, not me, but somebody did. Yeah, they made three sequels. They did, and as I'm saying, like, hey, that was the first time I was like, ugh, why would they make this? And I just thought, realized, hey, Ian, maybe all movies aren't made for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's a learning experience, huh, brain? I'm growing up, huh? Yep, you sure are, buddy. You sure are. But this movie was made for us. This movie was was made for every, everybody, for everyone, but mostly us. <laughs> and no one liked it, because yeah. <laughs> it because it didn't appeal to anyone. It tried, but it didn't. Yeah. Um. So okay, let's talk about <laughs> what else is there to talk about. I mean, this movie? <laughs> the action sequences are pretty limp as far as action sequences go. Yeah, they're kind of lame. And and. I think at even least the part space of, parts look like at least garbage. part of it. Yeah, the the CG in this movie is it's really overused and really bad. They super clearly dated. didn't have enough money for good CG. Yeah, and and it was a like time it makes when the special they edition done, Star Wars movies look like art. It in comparison. Oh man, it makes Jar Jar Binks look like the Mona Lisa. It does. <laughs> It, it makes does. Star Wars Episode One look incredible. <laughs> it really does. No wonder we all thought it was great back then, because this is what we were. This is what we were being fed, Ryan. That's why, as a kid, I can't. I, I realized this. We were being fed this, and at least, well, you were a little bit older. No, than No, no, but yeah, I was. I was right there. I was even more into it than you were. And you're like, this. If this is the best it gets, I guess this is the best. This it movie gets. had a digital, an all digital character. <laughs> oh god. That little color change monkey thing. Is it like Blarp or something? Yeah. It's, Was that even in the show or they just make that up for the movie? They just made that up for the movie as far as I know. Did. Of course That's why the character's name is Blarp. Actually, funny story <laughs> about Blarp. that. There is... Mosh. <laughs> oh, space, boy. There, space chimp. There's like, there's like 10 minutes of deleted scenes for this movie. Oh, my God. And a, a, an enormous deleted scene is... And it's funny because if you think about it, if you watch the credits of the movie, they credit Jim Henson's Creature Shop. They do. And you're like, why... For ca- what? Ev- all the characters were all CG because there was a. What about the robot? The except for the robot, but that wasn't Jim Henson's Creature Shop. That was uh, that was Stan Winston. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was. I think it was. But but so they there's a deleted scene where you know how they get to the point towards the end of the movie. There's weird time bubbles. Uh huh. They go into one and there's twenty year old Blarp, oh, and he's huge. Oh god! And he was a a big a big Jim Henson puppet. Oh God! And they just deleted the scene. And uh, it's like he he continued on. He ends up on the ship at the end of the movie uh, with the little one. Yeah, what kind of time paradox is this? Yeah, it, it's just like this. You know, they're 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 together simultaneously from uh, two different uh, alternate dimensions. So, but I mean, like like five or six solid minutes of them like 
dealing with this character and then realizing it's the same person and they do a scan and they're like, oh, it's biologically identical. And like, who cares? So that's what, but that, but they, it's at least they realize who cares because it's like the only practical effect in the whole movie. Well, other than the robot. Over, <laughs> other than the robot. <laughs> I liked robot. I didn't like, I, I didn't, I like the voice of robot. I don't yeah. like, I don't like the design. Robot, of robot was definitely designed to sell toys. No question. Robot was for the boys and the monkey was for the girls. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> well, and, and the, the cool watch that she had. A oh, video, yeah. Uh-huh. Which. Oh, God. Oh, God. How <laughs> 90s was that? It's super 90s, but it's also. Somebody saw Clueless and they were like, we need a character that's like that, but younger. But <laughs> we need- in a sense, it's like the only part of the movie that it all predicts the future. It's true. Because we were all like, like that's her. That's her Instagram awful. feed. That's her. No, it's not even her Instagram Snapchat feed. feed. It's Snapchat. Yeah, it because has- Instagram, at least you can go back and be like, oh, like if you're an artist, you like look at all the, the, the art yeah, that I made. Snapchat. Snapchat is as much as I love Snapchat for being silly and goofy. The amount of time people put into Snapchat. <laughs> you're like it's gonna be gone forever unless you save it it's gonna be gone forever yeah no one no one's gonna see this again but you it's why why do you do all the work yeah. and that's it literally what she's doing she's literally video blogging yeah it's like but but video blogging like video blogging like whining yeah that's well it's like those old <laughs> youtube videos of <laughs> there's a perry grip song about it called she's a young girl talking about herself yeah and it's great it's, that's exactly what it is. There's so, a line in there where yeah. he goes like, and and, and and he was like, she was like, he was all, she was all. Like this whole, I got to play it for oh, you. It's man. great. But oh, it, that's that's, that's exactly what it is. It's it's her YouTube feed. It's her Snapchat feed. Yep. Um, so in, in a sense, this movie did succeed in, in slightly in slightly uh, predicting the future. Slightly. Very slightly. Yeah. Uh, I don't but, think we have a lot of boys interested in science. <laughs> building robots. Well, well in building time travel. Time travel devices. I am maybe, but I'm my little boy. This movie sucks, I'm, man. It does. It's bad. Can we talk about the the ridiculous time paradox at the end? Yeah. Can we? Well, can we talk about that? Okay. First of all, first of all, let's let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about how like was John Peters involved in this movie in any way? Because there's a lot of spiders as we <laughs> learned from Wild Wild West few years back. There's a lot of spiders. Yeah, yeah. Space spiders. They're silicon based life forms. Oh, and then they infect Dr. Smith. And by the way, they never address that again. Like, nope. sh- should we do something? Should we help him? That's a problem for the sequel. <laughs> Is he going to still turn into that they giant spider? in the face. Like, I remember, it's weird, because I remember this movie that, I, maybe I was a little kid, because I've only seen this once other than now, yeah. when I was a little kid. And I had this distinct recollection that Dr. Smith turned into that spider. You know what? I did too. And I feel like, like I remember him transforming into it, and I was like, like freaking out like look at this incredible computer generated giant spider-man <laughs> like I, I just remember being like that he looks so cool <laughs> but that's but not he what doesn't though no, like he literally smacks no. himself in the face okay so let's talk about this let's 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 let's, let's talk about this right. so we get to the end of the movie yes. and and the all the various convoluted plot lines have have gotten to the point where they're just sort of all flopping around in the wind and they're like how can we resolve this i know Time bubbles. Well, they kind of did that in the beginning. Yeah, no. No, they, yeah, they did. They went through a time bubble to get to that ship that was there that was his friend years and years older. But we, yeah, I mean, that's not the beginning. And then they that's, went that's through. That's deeply into the Okay, that's the about movie. halfway through the movie. And then we get into another time bubble where Will Robinson's grown up and he's or, built a new or robot. Is it the same time bubble? It's, well, maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. well, maybe. It's, it's bubbles within bubbles. It's bubbles within bubbles within bubbles. It's, it's, it's time bubbles. That's already hard enough for it's an It's bubbles all the way down. 
um, which is already hard enough for an audience to understand. And there's like this, and they, like, and they really fail to communicate. Oh man, it. and they shove that message of fatherhood right down your throat. They're like, "See what happens when you're a bad dad. Your son gets a bad role model, and he grows up and does something that hurts people, even though he doesn't mean to." Yeah, this He's is what go happens. Back in time and stop a bad thing from happening. Stop you from ever leaving, from this ever happening. But the side effects, it could rip the universe apart because you weren't there to tell him no. You weren't there to not encourage your son. You weren't there to pat him on the back and say, good job. Good job, but maybe, good job, but let's maybe not make a time machine that rips apart the universe. Yeah. Good idea. That'd be a good idea. So, uh, and they're like, like, what is it like with deus deus ex machina? Is that what the term is? What's the term where it's like, look what you have done? No, no, no. That's that's not that term. What's the term that's like that? I don't know. It's like that. No. What is Deus, Deus Ex Machina? That's that's where something that heretofore had not been mentioned swoops in and saves oh, okay. everybody. So, which is also a thing that happens. Which actually is also a thing that happens <laughs> in that movie. Where we're just like, gonna fly through the planet core. <laughs> not even that. It's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put you back six seconds. Like literally, it's like Galaxy Quest. We're gonna put you yeah. back six seconds before the bad thing happened, oh, and the bad God. thing can still happen. But you're gonna get this one idea that's gonna save everyone. <laughs> And your flying egg ship, your flat pancake, your weirdly misshapen pancake with egg. Your athletic shoe. Your (laughs) flying athletic shoe. Yeah, where was the where was the Adidas Adidas Jupiter twos? (laughs) The shoe tie-in. No, come on, they would have been Reebok. Oh yeah, the little little thing would have been on the pot top. You pump it. That's right. Good good call. Good call. I didn't think about that. but oh. yeah, let's talk about the, the the crappy time travel sequence. Well, I mean that's it. It sucks. It, there's, it's it's terrible. It's and there's a spider, Doctor Smith, which is dumb and stupid, and nobody asked for it. And and he's like suddenly super vicious and evil and, and evil. And then the way they kill him is like he's apparently like a lady spider because he's got egg sacs full of baby spiders. <laughs> and so the way they kill him is by shooting the egg sacs so the baby spiders hatch and then they consume him. But Ryan. That's true. That's, that is what happens. And they shoot through the plant score and they have to jump to hyperspace again because they're getting sucked into a black hole. Yeah. Very typical of Lost in Space. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, oh, something else bad happened. Well, here we go again. Ooh. And then it, it ends. And it ends with the thing that all of these 90s, 60, like 60 TV show things do. And I'm so happy. And I looked it up to double check. It does like a 90s electronic slash yeah. rock and roll it, reimagining it a, of the it, theme yeah, song. Yeah, it's Apollo 440. It's a like a heart, like a techno oh, version it, of the theme song. And every single movie like this does something. Like the Avengers did it. Yep. The Saint did it. Oh, with like man. Orbital. The Saint soundtrack is one of my favorites. It's actually pretty I good. I, yeah, yeah. I, that, that, I, I very it's nearly... It's Orbital, right? Isn't it Orbital who does it? In The Saint, yeah. Yeah. I very nearly just went and downloaded the soundtrack to this movie. <laughs> it, the, it, that theme is pretty great because I'm just like, oh my God, it's I, bright I have flashing a, colors I in your eyes. I have a deep abiding love for late 90s techno oh it's so bad it's so bad and there was a version of that like the avengers too but they that one's a little less like but crazy. It, it's full of like samples from the movie it has like mm-hmm. matt leblanc saying oh, like let's go yeah. faster like a dozen times oh, and man. then like it has uh lacey chabert saying this sucks like 12 times like a <laughs> hundred times which you would think they would have used the danger will robinson thing more nah, didn't. yeah no they wanted no. to make focus on this no, movie no, no, no. uh <laughs> and then and then the, the like cool font treatment it, it just looks like uh it looks like it looks like everything looked in 1998. Oh man, it took me right back. It took me right back to being a little boy in the in the in the Edwards movie theater where like the seats weren't comfortable yeah. and it was I down, feel like, it was 10 I feel like, it was 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. There was and no, you walk out of this movie and you expect to see girls in like 4-inch platform sandals. You walk out of this movie and you're like I, I can't believe I get to get sit and for me, I can't believe I get to sit in the back seat of the car and go home after this. Where would you sit otherwise? I don't know. I was oh, because you couldn't sit in the front I was seat. a little boy. My no, mom could, was my I mom could, was sitting there. I could drive. 
I couldn't drive. Yeah, no. That's I the difference in age. I was like, boy, I can't wait to go home. I can't wait. Maybe if I'm good, we'll go to the toy store and maybe I'll get a Jupiter 2 toy if I'm really good. I can't believe you got the Jupiter 2, but not the robot. No, I, I, did, I, I had a robot too. Oh, uh, okay. You were I, an only I, child. You I had didn't, all the toys. No, I think I had a robot did that was like. Spider, did you have a spider? Did you have a spider? No, no. Oh, the, only, the only two things I cared about from this movie were the, ro- were the robot and the, and the shit. I feel like if I found a spider, a spider smith at a at a toy booth at a Comic Con and, and it was less than $5. I would buy it. For it wasn't desk. like a. It wasn't like a, a big Jupiter two either. It wasn't like like a like a big one. It was like uh, a like one of those ones. It was like a mic like, like kind of like the, you know how they had the action fleet Star Wars. It yeah, was like yeah, that. It was about this big, and they had a little the little cockpit would open. You put the guys in uh, and yeah, fly yeah. around making sounds and put batteries in it and make sounds. And the robot I think deconstructed from the blue robot into the regular robot. Uh, with yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point being, this movie's bad, right? It's it's just. It's just inept. It is. It, so see how we're avoid talking about it? That's how bad. That's how you know movies are bad is when we don't talk about the movie very much. Yeah. Because it's so bad. It doesn't make me. And the thing is, it's not like it makes me angry because I don't feel like either of us have like a particular huge love for Lost in Space. Mm. But like you're just There's, like there are people probably yeah and I'm sure and I'm sure it made a lot of people mad just like I, I'm I'm well, I but there to, are probably also some people who are like it's my favorite movie. There's there's one guy at least at least one guy who yeah. loves this movie. I it's I feel like it's interesting in the in the history of like science fiction action movies in the United States that this movie and this this slate of movies had to happen. Yeah, we had to get to the point where somebody was saying, "Okay, we're we're doing this wrong." Well, you know why, right? You know why these happened. Another reason why these happened, not only for nostalgia mining, but because copyright reasons. Well, no, but uh, well, that also probably that probably we better we better we need to exploit this intellectual property. We will lose its rights. Probably true, but the other thing is too. What did Hollywood lose a lot of lot of big money from a year before this? What type of movies were they not making anymore because they were seeing they were failing? Musicals? No, superhero movies. Uh, there was going to be a Superman movie that Tim Burton was going to do. I never went anywhere. After Batman and Robin, they're like, nope, close up shop. No yeah, more everybody. superhero movies. All the Marvel stuff shut down. It wasn't until Blade was the first one, but I would say, and Blade, Blade kind of kickstarted yeah. it but x-men was the one that yeah. was like this these are superheroes no question superheroes like that was the movie that kicked everything back off and that's probably what led us to where we are today where we'll but see it, captain america movie, in a few uh, weeks that movie follows from this movie in a lot of ways in the sense that like well it's not bright colors everybody's wearing black yeah and everybody's angry and there's no jokes yeah, but x-men, maybe a couple of no jokes. x-men has some jokes but, x-men but has some jokes they had, they had that darth maul joke that everyone chuckled at i remember laughing at it in the movie theater what happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning? Not that one. Same thing that happens to But yes, it else. involves Ray Park and Toad. But do you remember that that Darth Maul joke? Where, Where he, he kicks someone down an elevator shaft? I think it's Storm. And then he like there's like a, a pole holding it. We'll talk about it in a way. I'll talk about X-Men. I'll tell you off mic. Anyway, uh, let's let's Ray let's, Park was Darth Maul, he was also Toad. Yes, that's, that's right. And that's right. and he spins a pole and yeah, it looks yeah. like the oh, dumb lightsaber. That. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I remember that from that movie I saw. Little did we know that years later, those two properties would technically be under the same, not movie-wise, but I can't wait for like 20 years where it's like Captain America meets Han Solo. Oh, I can't wait for, I, no, no, I don't think Harrison Ford's going to make it that long. No, no, no. It's going to be the young Han Solo oh, in, this, in, the, in the movie that's coming out. He's going to be old at that point. I and see. so they're going to have Captain America meet Han Solo. Um, all right, Ryan, let's give our rating on this movie. <laughs> well, first of all, did you watch this alone or with your wife? I watched it with my wife. Did she stay no. awake? No, are you kidding me? How, how was, soon into it? Did, um, they even, did they even leave Earth yet? She woke up and she's like, oh, did you watch that movie that you had to watch? <laughs> I yes, I did. Ryan. The, whole movie, the, the whole movie ended. Oh, okay. I promise next week I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Was it any good? No, it wasn't. Oh, that's what, I, that's what I thought. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised the movie I picked next time. So um, this was the worst it's going to get. 
<laughs> it really is. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. I don't think you're going to see this one this, coming. This movie was fun to watch because it's the most 90s movie we've watched. Mm-hmm. It is It is a movie that if you if you grew up in the 90s, that even if you didn't see this movie then, like there are enough elements that you'll be like, oh, man, the 90s. You yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Uh, and and if you like so, if you like campy sci-fi, this is not the well, movie. It's for not you. campy. No, it's not it's the movie for you. It's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's like this is the pinnacle of like let's just take an old property, paint it up a little bit, and sell it to kids. Yeah, with some dip, toys. It in, dip it in some Batman paint <laughs> and set it on fire. fire. Yeah. So yeah, I watched this movie uh, in, uh, in in the two sittings. I had to watch half of it. I fell <laughs> asleep. And then, I, then I watched the rest of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's over already." It was long too. Yeah, more than two hours. Long for God, no reason. Long. They spend they spend f- like fully like forty five minutes to an hour before we even get to like we are traveling in, in hyperspace. space. There's yeah. a lot of like man, people don't like leaving Earth. There's a lot of family problems in the Robinson family. I'm gonna go to the mall. My last night on Earth, I'm gonna go Is shopping. Is it bad that I just now in watching this put together Swiss Family Robinson and they're the Robinson family? Is yeah. that bad mm-hmm. that I just put that together it, now? No, I've watched that as a child. I looked it up. It's not called Swiss Family Robinson Space. It's the short story this is based on is called Space Family Robinson. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Which, by the way, I recently That's all they had to do. They went to a TV show, a TV show executive and just slammed it down on their desk in the nineteen sixties. Well, if you think about it in the sixties, storm past the short skirt secretary because it's the sixties, and they just slammed it down on this man's desk, probably smoking a cigarette, drinking some whiskey. I've seen Mad Men. that's what it was like. Isn't that how everything is? Yes. Uh, I'm but, Mad Man. But Mad at, Man. at the in the time in the sixties, that's when the the Disney production of Swiss Family Robinson was mm-hmm. extremely popular and there was a television show. Mm-hmm. I actually watched the Disney Swiss Family Robinson recently. Mm-hmm. It's still a lot of fun. Is it? It's super long and very episodic wow. and it's easy to fall asleep. Um, but but it's still fun and, and there's and there's all of those all of those parts with wild animals in Disney movies where you're like I bet that animal didn't survive. <laughs> I don't think this alligator survives that shot. I have a movie that I have a movie about. I think they actually just. Sh- talk I think they actually just shot that zebra. Um, like I think that was a real gun. <laughs> okay, so Ryan, what is your rating out of ten? Uh, of Space Family Robinson three. <laughs> I'd say that's that's really generous. <laughs> I, I give it three for for nostalgia. <laughs> okay, three for nineties nostalgia. Okay, so I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it three. Um, three. Just hardcore techno songs <laughs> okay. out of a possible 10. Based on 1960s TV show yes. themes? Yeah, okay. oh, absolutely. With clips from the movie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it three as well. I'll give it three um, three space night helmets that erupt from someone's backpack uh, out of out of 10. Um, and blockbuster, lackluster, Ryan. It's lackluster, man. Oh, oh it's, it's... If you want a time capsule movie and you're like, I don't care about throwing away two and a half hours of my life. Watch okay. Batman and Robin. Eh, watch this. Because <laughs> this, yeah. this is even... Batman and Robin's obvious. This is like, oh, man, they were really trying, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like if we talked to 10 people... Only three of them would remember that this movie. Oh existed. yeah, mm-hmm. I told to, I told your sister who we work with about yeah. all these movies um, when we were going through, and she was like, "That one." I'm like, "Yeah, Ryan." I met, brought it up, and Ryan. She's like, "Yeah, I kind of remember that one a little bit," but she didn't seem like she was like, "Oh, I totally remember." She's like, "Vaguely." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Yep, that's that's about right." Um, so Ryan, there's one more week in. Well, two more weeks technically. That's true. Weeks. I get a bonus week, but there's one more week of our of our cycle. So we had our blockbuster. Uh-huh. We had our forgotten favorite. We yeah. had our bad movie. That's true. And so what does that end with, Ryan? We we usually end with a kid friendly favorite. Now, Ryan, what if I were to tell you that there's a kid friendly favorite that we have not watched yet? It has blown my mind, and it just popped into my head, and I was like, oh my god, 
everyone has forgotten about this movie. And it's an action movie. And it's a kid's action movie. I challenge you. And it's you. from the Dynasty era of Disney. I've probably seen it. You probably have, and I have too. Uh-huh. And I'm, I don't know how we're, we're going to find it to watch it, but if I have to order a DVD, we will. Ryan, yeah. next time we're going to watch a movie that people often forget about because it took place... It's a sequel, by the way. And it took place between The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And we're that watching movie, Rescuers Down Under? We are watching Rescuers Down Under. That movie features the first use of CG in a Disney movie. And it also features George C. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so It's on the big board. <laughs> Ryan, I thought you'd be more excited about this. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I was Ryan, excited. I picked a kid's movie. I know. It's an action movie that isn't Atlantis, and it's from Disney. That's true. And it doesn't, well, I, at least I don't remember it having songs in it. It might have songs in it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. I remember oh, loving it as a kid. And mm, so, I've seen it more recently. Oh, have you? Is <laughs> it, is it, does it hold up, Ryan? We're going to watch it. I'm so <laughs> Okay, good. Well, Ryan, uh, guys, that is going to do it for Super Action Bros for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And join us next time. We'll be watching uh, The Rescuers Down Under. And remember whether it's blockbuster or lackluster we're the super action bros this has been a production of the stuff and things podcast network exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com 